Hi there, my name is Alan Hoffman and I am the host of the Rural Education Podcast. And this is our first episode and I am very, very excited about uh, undertaking this project, undertaking this podcast. Uh, I'm hoping that I can learn a lot. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I set this up. I hope that uh, we can learn from each other as well uh, from this podcast. Uh, and I'm just, I'm super excited about uh, the opportunity to share my thoughts on what it's like to be a rural educator with you, as well as uh, hear your thoughts about uh, what are best practices uh, for teachers, uh, what's going on in the policy world, uh, and just and just things like that. Um, I wanted to start off today uh, with this being the first podcast to really explain kind of my reasonings for starting a rural education podcast and what I'm hoping to get out of it. I think that for the most part when people have their view of education, it's very much so centered towards kind of bigger schools. Uh, you know, schools where there's, you know, a big faculty, uh, there's just lots of kids everywhere, each class is full with, you know, 30 or more kids in each classroom. And that is not my experience. I have a very different experience within rural education. My experience is more of my largest class is 11 kids. Um, I have a smallest class of four. Um, and I love it. I love having my smaller class sizes. Um... I find that I'm able to give them more feedback. I'm able to develop a really strong connection with with the kids. And I kind of wanted this podcast to be kind of a celebration also of rural education. Because I think rural education is a great place to be. Um, and I speak this after not even being through my first year of teaching full-time. But... I just, I feel like it's a really good place to be, and I feel like this is kind of where I belong as an educator, um, just with how I like to teach and, and that sort of thing. So a little bit about me, so maybe this will make a little bit more sense. Uh, as I said, my name is Alan Hoffman, and this is my first year of teaching, and I am the English department at Savage Public School. I say English department because I am the lone English teacher in the building. And I say Savage Public School and not like Savage High School because I teach grades 6 through 12. I have about 50-some kids in uh, in that amount, in those grades, those seven grades, I have about 50 kids. And as I said, my largest class size is 11, my smallest is 4, and I probably average, you know, between 7 and 9 kids um, per class. Um, I really like teaching in a small school, even though it's my first year, um, because of how I like to teach. Uh, I like When I do writing, I like to give a lot of feedback. I like to do a lot of discussion. And, you know, when there's only, say, seven people in the room, no one can really shy away from discussion. Um, no one can, you know, just kind of not be there that day and not present. When it comes to feedback, I find that I'm able to go more in-depth with my feedback than maybe I would uh, with 
a larger class, you know, I can take my time on each piece of writing and really give substantial feedback uh, to help the kids become a better writer. Uh, the other thing that I really like about being in, in, a, in a smaller setting is I can kind of teach what I want to teach. Um, I don't have to keep up with that English class across the hall. I don't have to uh, make sure that the kids have read these books this year so they're ready for next year's English teacher uh, because I will be their English teacher next year and I get to kind of have that freedom uh, to teach sort of what I want to teach and what I feel is important and if I feel we need an extra day or two to go over something I can give that because I'm not trying to keep up with other English teachers um, I'm able to just sort of teach what I want and to have that kind of independence as a first-year teacher is a little intimidating but it's also really fun as well I do realize that I have a very very supportive administration uh, who when I say hey I would like to get a class set of these books uh, they go okay we can do that so uh, maybe I'm a little bit luckier that way but that has allowed me to to get some books that you know I'm a comfortable teaching um, it's not just the classroom sets that were left behind and also uh, I'm able to maybe get newer books that I think uh, the kids might like one example of that uh, is right now I have my freshman reading 13 reasons why and that is a terrific book uh, I think it's got a really good message about bullying and what can happen with bullying and what can happen when or how students can sometimes take uh, even light teasing um, very seriously and we're having discussions with it with my freshman and it's going outstanding I'm really really excited about that um, but you know and it's a newer book it's it's a young adult book and and the kids have really latched onto it uh, some of them are done with the book and we've only been reading it for two weeks uh, which makes me a little nervous about what we'll do going forward because I had planned this to be kind of a, a longer uh, setting for how long we were going to be reading. Um, but they've really latched on to it. We have really good discussions and I'm getting to know them uh, really well. Uh, and that's, I think, due in part to the fact that I'm my own English department and I can say, I think this type of reading is very important and I think we should do it. And I have a supportive administrator who says, okay, I trust you on that. And we order the books and the kids are, are loving it. Uh, so those are kind of the pluses of where I teach and what I teach. Uh, now, if you're you know, a math or a science teacher and you're listening to the Rural Education Podcast and you're going, oh, he's an English teacher. Is this all going to be about teaching English? I hope not. Um, now, things will probably steer towards the English end of the spectrum because that is what I am familiar with but I will try to keep things kind of uh, vague or broad enough when I'm talking about issues that it can cover just about anybody. One of the minuses though, one of the drawbacks uh, to teaching in rural education and conversely one of the reasons why I started the podcast is that there's no one for me to talk to in-house. Uh, I am the English department. Um, I can't go across the hall to 
the English teacher that's been there for 25 years and go, hey, what's the best way to teach Romeo and Juliet? Uh, because across the hall from me is the math teacher, <laughs> and there is no English teacher for me to go to. Uh, so I would like to, to send out some of the issues that I'm having as a first-year educator and as a young educator as we move forward with the podcast and, and get your feedback as well. Uh, with things that uh, you think might work. Um, and especially if you are not a, an English teacher, you might say, well, hey, have you tried doing uh, a group activity in my science class? We do group activity stuff all the time. So you might be able to come up with some examples like that that I can use. Um, I would fully admit that part of this podcast is a way for me to become a better teacher by listening to your ideas. Um, I was kind of switched off between calling this a podcast and a project, and that is because it's very much so more than a podcast. I have set up a website. Uh, it'll be ruraledpodcast.blogspot.com. I'm on Twitter at ruraledpodcast, and I have an email address, ruraledpodcast at gmail.com. That's R-U-R-A-L-E-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T uh, for all of those ruraledpodcast.blogspot.com, ruraledpodcast at gmail.com, and then at ruraled on Twitter, or excuse me, at ruraledpodcast on Twitter. Uh, so you can hit me up there, you can leave me comments, you can send me emails, I'll set up a Facebook page as well, and, and I want this to be a discussion, and I don't want it to be a one-way discussion, uh, just because I'm the one literally holding the microphone. Um, my mic stand broke today, but um, I want to hear from people your thoughts on the show, your thoughts on practices, your thoughts on policies, your thoughts on uh, experiences, uh, what you can relate to as we go forward. So I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit today about my first year um, of teaching and how it's going. We're nearing the end of quarter number three, and I have to admit that it is going better than I expected it would go. Uh, I think some of that might be the fact that I'm older than your typical first-year teacher. I was kind of a non-traditional student at Montana State when I got my teaching degree, and I'm now 29 as opposed to, say, 22, um, as some of my classmates are as they begin their first years of teaching. And so I, you know, can kind of com maybe compose myself a little bit better um, after those frustrating days. Um, but it's going, uh, I think it's going really well. Um, I, th I have indicators from both, uh, talking to teachers, uh, and, and reading students a little bit that I have a much different approach to English education than my predecessor did. I focus a lot more on writing, uh, than, than he did, uh, which is not to say that what he did was wrong. It's just that it's a very different way of looking at English. And so there's been kind of an adjustment period um, for the kids. We've also at our school, we have, I believe it's five new teachers this year, uh, including uh, I think four at the high school level are new. Uh, so the kids have had kind of an adjustment period for that. I think the, the feeling around the school is, oh boy, isn't next year going to be just a little bit better? 
Uh, not that things are going bad, but uh, the kids will be a little bit more familiar uh, with with what they've got. Especially if you're thinking in a, in a smaller school where things haven't changed for a long time, um, this much change in one year can be kind of eye-opening, um, kind of a shock to the system for these kids. Um, this might be something that's not really all that unheard of at larger schools, and it can maybe go unnoticed because, you know, yeah, of course you're going to have a different English teacher next year uh, than you did the year before because there's 10 English teachers on staff. Um, but here where there's been, you know, there's only one English teacher going forward, uh, you know, and there's only one math teacher and one PE teacher and one shop teacher, uh, and those are the new positions, if you couldn't guess. Uh, that's kind of a shock to the system. So I think uh, that has kind of been detrimental to the, uh, or maybe not detrimental, but a little bit um, a shock to the system for the kids. And so they're getting to know know me. Um, and that's kind of been been kind of interesting because I'm I'm kind of a laid-back teacher. That's sort of my persona when I'm up. Uh, I don't like to lecture a lot, actually. When I'm fairly, fairly laid-back, I'll joke with the kids a lot um, and then try to get them back on track and get focused. Uh, and I think it took them a while to kind of adjust to that strategy or that uh, teaching technique. Uh, they pro I don't think they were used to seeing that, especially not in the English room. And so there's been kind of, there was a feeling out um, process. But now that we're in the second semester, I think the students are a little bit more comfortable uh, with with who I am. Uh, you know, I can I can talk about our sophomore class for a little bit here. At the beginning of the year, they had no idea who this crazy person was. Um, talking about nonfiction to them, uh, they they weren't very interactive uh, with me. Uh, there was just kind of a lot of apprehension. Uh, but now that we're into second semester, there's a little bit more discussion. There's a little bit more liveliness. They, they're acting, you know, more like you would expect students to act and not just really quiet and reserved, uh, which has been really nice to see. So hopefully... Uh, we can continue seeing results like that, uh, at least in my classroom. So that's a little bit about me and and the situation uh, that I find myself in in my first year of teaching English. Um, and really, that's what I wanted to talk about today, uh, was just kind of a chance for you to get to know who I am. Um, I'm thinking these podcasts will be about 20 to 30 minutes long. I'm going to try to shoot for weekly, but we'll see. Uh, you all know how busy a teacher's life can get, uh, especially at a small school where we're wearing a lot of different hats, and that will definitely be an episode uh, later on. And so I'm, I'm going to kind of draw things to a close here, but I do want to say one last thing, uh, and I'll probably repeat it peep this as we go along um, through this podcast, uh, is that the this podcast is, is not meant for me to be like, and this is the way that things should go, um, or this is the way that education should be, or this is the way things should be taught. 
Uh, because I don't think anybody really has those answers. I don't think anybody does. Uh, I think it's very much so a... Uh, teaching is a very individualized profession. And what works for you uh, might not work for me and vice versa. Uh, and so I really don't want anybody, especially like younger teachers um, or student teachers who might be listening uh, that want to know what's it like to teach at a rural school to take what I'm saying as gospel. Uh, this is very much so um, not that. In fact, it's a way for me to try to get better as a teacher. Uh, and, and as we go forward, I might talk about some of the holes that I think I have in my, in my teaching. Uh, and I can hopefully get some help um, from you guys about that. And it's just a way to exchange ideas. It's another platform uh, to do that. I did want. I do want to give uh, one shout out before uh, I leave you, and that is a shout out to MT EdChat. Um, that is a Twitter conversation that happens every Tuesday at uh, it is eight o'clock Mountain Time. Yes, is it? Before I go, I want to give uh, one quick shout-out, and that is to MT EdChat. That is a Twitter conversation that happens every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And they talk about a wide variety of things related to education. And in fact, I floated this idea to them one week. Hey, if I started a podcast about being a rural educator, would you guys listen to it? And I got some uh, warm responses. And so here we are. Um... If you have a Twitter account, get on there every Tuesday, again, at 8 o'clock Mountain Time, and join in that conversation. Hashtag MTEdChat will be your place to go, and we hope to see you there. I'll be tweeting at there um, from at Hoffman Class, um, but again, you can also hit me up on Twitter at RuralEdPodcast. Check out our website at uh, ruraledpodcast.blogspot.com, and if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can e you can email them to me at ruraledpodcast at gmail.com. My name is Alan Hoffman. This has been the Rural Education Podcast, and I cannot stress enough how excited I am about uh, this project and hearing from all of you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.